you guys, when I think about the fact that I used to get in my car um, and drive to therapy as a depressed and anxious girl, I honestly cannot believe it. Like the irony that people who suffer from depression have to will themselves to get out of bed and then battle with parking and traffic and waiting rooms only to talk to their therapist for an hour not to mention the emotional roller coaster of health insurance. Um, I'm over it. Why don't we make mental health easier and more accessible? Well, there is someone who does that, and that's BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. So to get started, just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. Um, And you can always switch therapists. If you don't feel like your therapist is a match, that's okay. You can also message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. I can't tell you how easy this is. To get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, go to betterhelp.com forward slash only alchemy. That's better H E L P dot com slash only alchemy. Alrighty. Hi everyone. Today I have Maria with me from I Missed Me podcast, and I am super excited to talk to her. Maria, how are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I love jumping on another podcast to share my message. So I'm super grateful that that I received this invitation. <laughs> I know. I'm always like so excited when I get to talk to other podcasters because I'm like, I feel like half the work will be done for me in terms of like conversation because <laughs> they know what's up. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Where did the title come from? Like, I missed me. Is that something where you maybe had like lost yourself previously mm-hmm. or well when i first started my podcast i knew that it, i wanted it to be a podcast that had a message behind it and i started my podcast after a very long healing journey where i do feel like i i lost myself a little bit and everyone that has gone through a healing journey know that knows that it is hard and it is painful and it is kind of just like the rediscovering of who you are and who you want to become. And so I think that that's how I Miss Me was born, just like rediscovering who am I after heartbreak, basically. Like who who am I, who am I wanna be, what lessons am I taking from this? And, and a healing journey, as painful as it is, it does teach you a lot and it brings you closer to yourself and to your purpose. And when I felt like I got to that point of life feels peaceful, is when when I miss me started and it's just basically the 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 journey of coming back home to yourself. Did you have a spiritual awakening or how did that kind of happen? And I feel like I I continue to have it. Um I've always been super spiritual. I come from a very spiritual family. Like my my parents are not religious. I'm not religious at all. We're all just like very spiritual. And I think that spirituality keeps presenting itself in in my life and every single day in in different aspects and when I need it the most. So I feel like a spiritual awakening journey, just like a healing journey is never ending. Um, I learned something new about life and about the universe every single day. But at the time when I did start, I miss me. I feel like I, I 
did have a very a very big spiritual awakening and i and i got very close with what for me is my definition of god um and at the time i just found um a lot of peace in him and there um i don't see god as an uh like as someone or as something i see god more like as energy and as everyone and in everything but at the time i felt really lost and i was in 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 a lot of pain and I just had to give it to someone. Like, I just had to find some type of faith. I've had a lot. Like, I started my podcast a year ago. And I started my podcast a year ago because of pain that I was feeling two years ago. Um, but I've been through so much heartbreak and through so many things ever since that I feel like I continue to have, like, my spiritual awakening journey as things happen to me. Everyone's mm -hmm. so different in their experience with, like, awakenings and... Mm -hmm. I know for me, it was a very specific time, like on a calendar, I could literally like point it out to like, this was the day, <laughs> this was the week, this was the month. I mean, I can, the, the thing is like, it has happened so many times and I've, I, it, it always happens when I'm at rock bottom. Like I, yesterday, it's funny that you asked because yesterday I had this, like one of those like rock bottom moments. It happened to me yesterday and it happened to me back in August and I can also pinpoint a date and it happened to me two years ago when I was going through a breakup. So like I said, it is a, a like never ending journey, I feel like. Um, I can remember like when I when I was 13, I, I read The Secret and that was like a wow for me or mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year, like six months ago, I read The Power of Now for the first time and that was like a wow for me. Um, and then, like I said, I, I do have those dates where I remember where I felt like this intense amount of pain, but then after that pain comes the, the why of the pain. And then that's like a spiritual awakening kind of moment itself. So every spiritual awakening always comes after very profound or deep pain. I feel like you, it, it is hard to realize the things that you have around you when you're happy because you take everything for granted. And then when you're in pain, it's like, fuck, like, I wish I would have appreciated when I was happy, you know? And I feel like that's how, that's how it has happened to me. Oh yeah. I can a hundred percent agree with that. When, oh, yeah, when things are going good, we often don't even realize they're going good because right, it's just it, going smoothly. We think it's normal. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's in those times where every it's really obviously not going good that you're like, okay, looking back, that period of my life, that was actually yeah. going really well. It's you're like right. you need the you need the the bad to balance the good so that you can know when good is good. With your spiritual awakening, any other like people that you looked to during that time or like read that really helped? the biggest spiritual teachers are the people that you have like close around close yeah close to you um i can tell you people that i listen to i mean jay shetty joe dispensa and like people that i just like found when i need them like eckhart Tolle or like those people that have those like books or podcasts or, or like whatever but i feel like the people that are always going to teach you the most are the ones that you have close to you you know yeah, I think that relationships in particular are, like, the biggest mirrors in our life, you know? Like, I'm, like, getting chills just even saying that. Like, mm -hmm. I've learned more from relationships, whether it's, like, 
romantic or friendship or mm. my parents like family oh my gosh family is a huge one for me like mirroring back things mm. that I didn't even know mm. were in me is there like someone in particular in your life where you feel mm. like it was like a lesson I think my first relationship like coming out of my first relationship I feel like I just realized so many things that I had to work on that when someone who you have so much love for and care so much for but I can't be with you because like you have to work on this this and that like that for me was a very like oh my gosh like maybe I do have to work on these things like maybe my yeah. family was right at the end of the day we were just like two very different people and I'm able to look back at it now but at the time I struggled a lot to understand it and being the person that I am today, because I was able to work on the things that he told me I had to work on, I'm, I look back at him and I'm, I have nothing but appreciation and gratitude towards like that relationship. Okay, so he was the one that ended it with you, is that right? I think it was, I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, it was very of. mutual, <laughs> whatever. I, it was, it was very mutual, but like he, but I, I just like, I've never been the type of person to have the balls to end relationships just because I, I just don't want to make people feel the pain that I know that I feel when people end things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, so like, mm -hmm. I, I, I was crying before that relationship ended for like two weeks straight telling my mom that I wasn't happy, that I wasn't happy, that I wasn't happy, but I was not going to have the balls to end it. And he just saw me very sad and was like, okay, okay, we have to end this. And then I was like, okay, like, yeah, we do. But I, I wasn't the one who like put that conversation like on the table. He was the one. So like, whatever, if, if he wants to say he broke up with me, he can, um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm married now, but when I was Aww. in relationships, like dating relationships, I guess, um, mm -hmm. every single one either ended like for circumstantial reasons, like someone went like overseas to live overseas or cheating is, I guess, some circumstantial. Cause then I was like, you're giving me a reason to break up, but mm -hmm. I've never right. been in a position where there was no particular reason that was like super mm -hmm. obvious. And I always think about that. Cause I'm like, if there was a relationship, like people who are in relationships who maybe aren't married that have been in them for like, I don't know, five years and everyone's like, when are you going to get married? If I was in that position and you kind of get to a point in very long-term relationships where it can get boring because you just know mm -hmm. each other so well. And if there's no like mm -hmm. drama, that's it's actually like a healthy relationship. Yeah, for sure. And at the time, like for me... I used to be, I ha I was in so much conflict with that breakup for the longest time because I was like, how can someone tell you they love you and at the same time break up with you? And now it's like, damn, like he was almost stronger than I was, you know, because he was the one that had to like put his feelings aside and put himself first and putting myself first is not something that I knew how to do at the time and that I still struggle with doing, but he was able to do it. And at the time I saw it as something like very selfish. And now I see it as something like very brave. You're either going to end up together forever or it's going to <laughs> end the same way as the first one. And yet we keep doing it over and over again. Like it's <laughs> kind of crazy. Where this, I was on FaceTime with my best friend because I'm going through like a situation, but I'm just like, I cannot do this right now to myself. Like it's either I'm at peace being by myself or I'm in conflict being with someone, I prefer to be at peace and by myself for the rest of my life. <laughs> you said you're 20 
And I can mm-hmm. attest to the fact that 20 year old guys and dudes are pretty terrible to deal with. So they're still like 16. I haven't been able to hack the man's brain because I, I just feel like they, they just cannot multitask. Even now, like if I send my husband two texts and both of the texts <laughs> are a question. So like one question, you will and then only get the question. answer to one. <laughs> I only get the answer to one and it still mm-hmm. happens to this day like it's not even Mm -hmm. like to a grown (laughs) to a grown man (laughs) this is still something that's like i am very selective on like when i ask questions and how i ask questions and like to get the most out of it Mm -hmm. which sounds ridiculous but it's like that's just how their brain works and like my girlfriends i can ask them like a 50 million questions my will respond in detail Mm mm-hmm in detail to every single one. I was literally talking with my best friend about this like today, earlier this morning, because um, I got stood up today. <laughs> no, I was supposed didn't. to see. Yeah, I was supposed to see this guy that I, you know, have like feelings for, and he just like stood me over, and I'm like, I was crying all morning because I'm just like, dude, like how can like. I would never do that to someone. Like, I just could not bring myself to do that to someone. Yeah. And I feel like when a girl has plans with a guy, she'll, like, clear the whole day because she knows that she's going to see him. And when a guy has plans with a girl, it's like, we'll see. Like, I'll let you know the time. Like, I'll let you know the place. Like, ugh, whatever. Did and you, I was you at, like, saying, a like, cafe or something? Like, were you at a restaurant or, like... No, like, you... I was, like, we were supposed to see each other. And, like, I was already on my way. Like, I got ready... Um, I was like already on my way. He knew that I was on my way. He was like, okay, I'll see you there. And then when I was like about to get there, he was like, actually, I'll let you know. Like, you're not going to let me know shit. Like, it's like he was, he was acting like he was giving me the chance to see him. And it's like, I'm not doing this. Like, no. So Uh, he um, still said he wasn't coming. He, it wasn't like you were there and he just ghosted you. Right, right. I didn't, I didn't get the chance to like get there, but I still see it as like, we had plans to see each other. I got ready. I was on my way. We like confirmed that we were going to see each other today. And he was just like, I'll let you know. And it's like, no, you're not going to let me know. And then he like, he texts and he's like, uh, I'm so sorry. I just got called into work early. And I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> do you know where he works? Uh, yeah, I do. I'm not and suggesting I know going I there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, how do you confirm no, because I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> no, I I knew he worked today, and that's why we had said like at what time we were gonna see each other. I knew he worked, and I knew at what time he worked, and he worked at like three, and we were supposed to see each other at, like eleven. So for him to like say that he got called into work early, it's like we we could still like see if that I'm such an emotional person that if I had work and I got called into work early, I would still make time to like see him even for a little bit. But it's just like. He didn't do that for me. So it's like, I don't know. How long have Canceled. you guys been dating? No, we, we're not dating. We're just like getting to know each other. I just like, I catch feelings really fast. It's funny because I never talk about this, but I catch feelings really fast. Really, really fast. I get super attached. When I'm talking with a guy, it's, it's like I'm another person. Like I'm anxious all day. Like I'm always waiting for like a text. to Like that's why I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely love being single and staying away from people because I know how I'm work being by myself. I know I'm I'm at so much peace being by myself, 
And then when I like catch feelings for someone, I become a whole different person. And that's like not healthy. Still something I'm trying to like work on. I'm just like anxious the whole day that he like doesn't talk to me. And I know mm -hmm. like so many girls are going to be able to like really. But yeah. Do you know your attachment style? Anxious attached and like avoidant attached because like I get super anxious when I'm attached to someone. I, I get super anxious of like is he gonna like call me is he gonna call me back if i don't call if i if i call and he doesn't answer like i literally like i start freaking out and my mind starts going everywhere um i don't like texting first because if i text first then i have to wait for a text back and i'm gonna be anxious the whole time until like i don't get a text back so it's like that's like anxious attachment mm -hmm. but then because i'm i know i'm anxious attached I like I won't reach out to you because I know that I will be attached if I reach out to you. So that's like avoidant as well. So, well, you can be. I'm pretty sure you can be more than one, but one's mm -hmm. generally more dominant. Mm -hmm. I feel like you, it's anxious for sure. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like anxious, mm -hmm. but does that ever go away, like in the relationship, or is it just when you're dating them and it's like everything's up in the air? It like depends on the person, but yeah. at the same time. Until you don't break a pattern, you keep attracting the same person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like lately I've just been attracting the same person in like different fonts. Literally, <laughs> like literally. In my first relationship, I was not anxious at all. He showed me that I had like nothing to worry about. It is more mm -hmm. with the like inconsistent type of, of people that I just feel like super anxious, which is also like very valid because if someone is not consistent, then you really don't know what to expect. It's like so good that you even recognize that from the beginning mm -hmm. because i've i think i was probably the same way in relationships like it was really dependent on the person some relationships i had i felt very secure very trusting and then other relationships was maybe the opposite where it was like second guessing questioning but mm -hmm. looking back they definitely gave reasons to mm -hmm. make me feel that way and i'm not saying that mm -hmm. I didn't maybe play my pot or attract that kind of person, but now like probably too secure, which is good because I'm obviously married, but well, you're my, married. Yeah. <laughs> but this still happens in married relationships. Like yeah, there's a sure. lot of very untrusting wives out there mm -hmm. that are like looking for reasons. And sometimes I'm like, maybe you're just looking for the, the reason and it's not mm -hmm. actually there and there's nothing wrong. Maybe. Right everything is fine and and so that's to me is like a really big red flag when that doesn't get switched mm -hmm. off ever that's too yeah. ex that's exhausting it really is like it's so exhausting because you just like feel like so disassociated like you're wasting your time you have no motivation no energy and it's like it's exhausting what are your dating red flags because i'm such an anxious person is like inconsistency you know mm -hmm. like someone who talks to you like one day and then doesn't talk to you the next like that's a red flag for me because it's like i want to be with someone who makes like doesn't text me on their free time but makes free time to text me like i've always said that um i feel like from the beginning they show how much of a gentleman they are like if they open like car doors for you or like you know just like remember mm -hmm. the little things that you say like those things for some people don't mean anything for me they do because my dad did them for me and my sisters and my mom like my dad has always opened the car doors for me and my sisters and my mom so it's like settling for less would be dishonoring everything that my dad did 
for me, you know, and like mm -hmm. everything that my dad taught me. So, I mean, that if like red flags, like if they, if they mentioned their ex, like right away, like that's like a red flag. If they got out of a long-term relationship, like not so long ago, I feel like that's a red flag. Like there's just so many, there's just so many when they don't respect their moms, what makes you think they're going to respect you when they refer to girls um, in like a nasty way, like that's a red flag. I feel like oftentimes in the early stages of like dating, people don't explicitly say to the other person, these are my expectations. It sounds really like not romantic to like sit down and be like, hey, this is what I kind of expect. This is what I don't expect. And this is like a big deal breaker. You know, this is like something for me mm -hmm. that's non-negotiable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's like the foundation of a healthy relationship is like being able to communicate those things without fear that the other person is going to leave, you know? Because at mm -hmm. the end of the day, you are committing to that person. And obviously, we all have expectations from from every single relationship, not just like romantic relationships. Like I, my best friend knows the expectations that I have from her. Like my friends know the expectations that I have from them. They, they know how to treat me. They know how to respect me. They know how to like, they know what things not to say. I feel like every, with every single relationship, we should have like expectations because that's what ultimately sets the standard and the yeah the foundation and the base for every every relationship like if you don't have expectations then you're gonna be open to disrespect a lot of people look past their standards and their expectations because they're afraid of being alone and i feel like i've already passed that fear of being alone mm -hmm. i feel like i enjoy being alone so much that my expectations and my and my standards are like ridiculously high and i feel like that's why it's hard for me to like find someone because they're they're like ridiculously high to the point where like my friends are like well you have to stop being so picky if you actually want to find someone and it's like no no i don't even even those little like obviously like there's huge basic things like loyalty mm -hmm. is a really big one yeah Respect. i mean and i don't even mention it because it should be like common sense you know unfortunately for some people it's not but yeah yeah that's mm -hmm. that's the thing even well even even for like my guilty pleasure for example is <laughs> and it's getting worse um <laughs> watching like reality dating shows because i'm really really interested in like <laughs> what people's like expectations are really if they're going in and mm -hmm. sometimes when the girl is like he's he's really loyal and they use that as like a really good reason to be with this person <laughs> is that not like just what a relationship is right. meant to have is that not like the basics is that right literally have we lost the like, basics my my friends like all the every single time they tell me like mafia you're too picky and it's like no i'm not i just like don't romanticize the bare minimum like you do well i think during at least like the courtship stage of dating like when someone's trying to court you and like you are on the way to maybe being exclusive or together right you should be on your best behavior like that should be something that is again the bare minimum but mm -hmm. sometimes even then if he if this person is like a good person at their core and like you can see that they have good values but maybe they're not buying you flowers or opening the door 
asking mm-hmm. for what right. you need like that's your love language and being like and hey that is i really like it too. when you buy me flowers mm-hmm. like that to me like that mm-hmm. turns me on <laughs> right right and that and i feel like everyone should find what like they feel comfortable with you know because then for me it's like I don't want to tell someone to buy me flowers like I want them to think about me and be like, oh, I want to buy her flowers, you know, but then some people feel the need to like communicate it. And that's fine. There there are good people out there that like will think about you when it comes to things like marriage, marriage is work. And like part of that work mm, is just sure. getting really specific and like explicit about your needs and wants and like making sure that those are getting met on both sides. So I'll say I get I give this advice like on the podcast and I'm like to my friends as well. I'm always like at the very beginning, be really specific so the person doesn't feel like confused or lost about it. If they like you and or love you, they will do everything they can and that like they're making you happy. But then I was also thinking like it sounds like your love language is very much like acts of service and like buying Mm. like like receiving gifts and things like that. Yeah, for sure. And I like what you say, like every single person's like love language is going to be different. That's why I feel like every case is different. But yeah. what you say, like expressing your like needs, standards and like expectations from the beginning is very important because that's what will keep you away from wasting time. You know, like if someone gets scared by you having high standards, then I mean, they weren't ready to take you that's when we make the mistake of having no standards so that we just don't scare people away have you ever written down a list of like what you want in a person multiple times i feel like every time that i get heartbroken it changes and i want him to be similar to my dad because i was raised with like so much love and treated like a literal princess like me and my sisters were treated like little princesses having a good relationship with your parents is probably like the number one thing to have a good relationship with someone else does that make sense for sure a hundred percent a hundred percent or there's nothing that hurts me me and my family are just like a group of like five friends (laughs) i have two sisters one's 14 the other one's 18 i'm 20 and then there's my parents but i feel like we're all just like a group of friends just like doing things together all the time and it's just so amazing to be able to like open up to talk about everything without like judgment or without fear of getting yelled at and just like genuine like pure love why am i accepting less than what i have at home and i do have a very good relationship with my parents it has not always been this way we've definitely had our arguments over time for sure but i feel like we've all had this very like collective growth and spiritual awakening because Mm -hmm. now when we do have our arguments, we don't blame the other person. We don't try to make the other person feel bad. We just kind of like kind of reflect on the things that we did wrong and then both apologize. Most people without that are the ones that are like not able to visualize or see what a relationship is meant to look like. Like that was mm-hmm. the biggest lesson for me. My I come from divorced parents from when I was young. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have any memories early on of like what a happy relationship looked like. So that was my Mm. biggest lesson. But also I think learning what not to do. That was my biggest lesson of like, Mm -hmm. I remember taking 
mental notes very early on. I'm also aware of time, so I wanted to end on like a positive note. And I thought maybe it would be fun if we manifested your future guy <laughs> many years down the line or like maybe in the near future. So from the bottom of my heart that right now I'm just like not ready. I'm going to be ready one day. I have things to heal. If I were to manifest someone, obviously he, he definitely has to be taller than me. Um, a very important thing for me is to have a good relationship with your family. Like I have it with mine. I have to be able to have conversations about spirituality. Like we have to be in the same level of, in the same level of kind of like spiritual awakening because it's literally my job. Like I literally have a podcast about spirituality and for me not to be able to talk about it with like my partner, like it's just not a, a no for me when quote unquote, the one comes, I I'm going to know based on like his spirituality for sure. Okay. And then what will he look like? Uh, We're getting specific here. We I might as well. We're already right. so deep. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a type physically. I just like, when I see you and I think you're good looking, it's like, you're good looking. I don't know. So, but you definitely have to be taller than me. Like for sure. Like for sure. Okay. I will, you will not catch me crying for someone who's five something. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I did this a while ago where I wrote a list down of like all of the qualities and things that I wanted. And I think one thing I either missed out on or it was on the list and it was like the one thing that wasn't included was height. Like I literally, I think I, I'm pretty sure I forgot to put height on there. My husband is one inch shorter than me, but I'm tall. Like I'm five nine. (laughs) So sometimes dating is harder for being a five nine because like, it limits you are tall the Very dating tall. pool yeah so he's no, I'm five, five eight seven yeah see but that those two you inches forgot. make a huge difference because then you could date a guy that's five nine and five it'd nine. be fine mm-hmm. so that's just yeah. the one big you joke forgot to our... put height on your list <laughs> yeah in our house you forgot to, <laughs> they, what does he have everything on your list I mean, I'm yeah, I, I remember I showed him the list which yeah. sounds really embarrassing but when we first started no. dating um like maybe not when we first started maybe it was like a year in or something i showed him the list because i Mm. i'd talked about it and i'd been like Mm. i remember like referencing back to it and i showed it to him that one day and i was like look i'm not even making this up like this is literally that's it's yeah so that's why i always say like write it down make a list Hmm. get specific get really really specific like really specific (laughs) what height you want um maria where can people find you where can they find the podcast your social media etc you can find me on social media as mafeansures that's m-a-f-e-a-n-z-u-r-e-s um i make personal content on tiktok on i'm literally everywhere youtube snapchat you can also find me there i post a lot of content on snapchat um instagram and I have a podcast, I Missed Me podcast on all, all streaming platforms. And you can also find me on TikTok and on Instagram. And I also have a clothing brand, No Name Project. If you want to check the hoodies out, it is hoodies with positive messages on the back. No Name Project CO on Instagram, on TikTok, no name project.co. Love that. Well, thank you so, so much, Maria. This has been <laughs> so awesome to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm upping my self-care game in 2023, you guys. And how am I doing that? Well, I'm using higher dose products. 
If you haven't heard of Higher Dose, Higher Dose is the number one holistic recovery brand offering wellness technology, supplements, and rituals that support your well-being from the inside out. And their products are all grounded in science, which is what I love about them. And it's the science of healing with infrared light, PEMF therapy, and red light therapy. My favorite all-time product of theirs is the PEMF Matte. Now, that stands for Pulsed Electromagnetic Field Technology, and it sends electromagnetic waves through your body at different healing frequencies to promote your body's natural recovery process. I use my mat every single day when I'm answering emails, scrolling TikTok, or doing my daily meditation, and I combine it often times with my red light face mask, and my red light face mask helps me fade my acne scars and rejuvenates my skin i am such an advocate for this brand you guys i it's unreal that i get to partner with them because truly i love all the products on their website and i seriously encourage you guys to give them a try and of course i have a little discount for you guys 15 percent off so all you have to do is go to the show notes click the link in the show notes notes or the link in my bio on Instagram or TikTok and when you go to check out don't forget to put in the code alchemy that's A-L-C-H-E-M-Y alchemy for 15% off. (laughs) 